0: Howdy.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. All
0: of a sudden in my head, I have that stupid meme that... (laughs) Every time you hear it, it's something really stupid. It just all of a sudden (laughs) started playing in my head as soon as you started talking.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's how today's going to go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. We're so glad you tuned in to Relevant Recovery Radio. This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. Uh, The foundation is really um, an organization that aims at educating the public and providing support and resources to the public about addiction and substance use disorder. Um, And so the foundation also created the Matthews Hope Detox and Recovery Program. We have a two-week detox located inside St. Joseph's Hospital in downtown Houston, and if you complete our detox program, you also can sign up for up to 24 months of free recovery coaching and aftercare and continued iasis. And we're a really one-of-a-kind program with mind-blowing <laughs> sobriety success rates. And so if you or a loved one struggles with any substance use disorder, give us a call and see if our program may be a good fit for you. If it's not, we can refer you out to something that is a good fit for you. But it's information for you or your family nonetheless. Our phone number is 844-263-4673. That's 844-AND-HOPE. Or you can visit our website that has tons of info. It's www.mhdrp org, or .org herbert and, and there's tons of info on there as well donnie's <coughs> gonna cough now you're supposed yeah. to say the thing i was supposed
0: to stop as usual you're listening to us on kprc 950 sundays at 1 p.m central you can hear us sundays at 1 p.m central on the iHeartRadio app just use the kprc 950 channel uh, they play live on there or they upload us later in the day to our own Relevant Recovery Radio podcast, where you can go back and listen to any one of our episodes
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you so wish to do so.
1: And I think we stream on iHeart, but there's other platforms that share it too. So if you even just Google Relevant Recovery Radio, you'll find yeah. a lot of different platforms that we're on. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. How's
0: the Fasha book doing? It's, it's
1: going doing fine. We've got a lot of new followers. Got
0: Facey tweets.
1: Facey tweets. Yeah. Tweety books. Yeah. <laughs> it's going really good. <laughs> I'm kind of blown away with our numbers and growth, but people are enjoying our topics. Oh, well, I forgot to mention. says a
0: lot about them. I'm sorry. If
1: you do, call um, Matthew Soap or submit a web inquiry through our website and you heard about us from this podcast or radio show, please be sure to Let mention that. Yeah. And follow us, please, on Facebook or Instagram.
0: Okay, so you and I are... Tired.
1: We're very tired. Okay. Um really sick and tired. <laughs> we talk
0: about <laughs> divorce. No, I'm no. just kidding. We talk about um <laughs> we talk about burning the candle at both ends a lot. And there's a weird thing that happens with you and I. I'll say with me because you, you should. are you should say with you. You are I'll use I <laughs> statements.
1: And that would be great. Small
0: group rules apply.
1: <laughs> to avoid therapy this week.
0: Um I can't help it. Yeah, I I know. I stay moving. I I don't, sitting still seems like a waste of time for me. Um, You have FOMO. But we're really tired this week because. We just
1: got back from a spring break trip.
0: Right. Your son came in town and Mm -hmm. we tried something different. So.
1: Let's talk about why we tried something different, which was. I was going to. It was actually a fantastic idea of yours. I'll give you some cred right there. So, um, because. First of all, we
0: live in a decent neighborhood. Let's just say that. We don't live... I wasn't
1: even going to go that route with it. I we was, live
0: in a decent neighborhood with what what should be decent kids, but yeah, they're not.
1: But, you know, <laughs> troubled teens are everywhere. So, because of my heroin addiction, let me kind of, like, full oh, disclosure... Oh, you want to go back
0: up that far. I
1: lost my children for seven and a half years. Yeah. And in 2020, uh, I fought and did the court system and all of that to get back in my children's lives, although I missed seven and a half years of their lives. So my son, Eli, was 14 and my daughter was 17 Mm -hmm. almost when I got back in their lives. Uh, And so now Eli is 17 and my daughter's fixing to turn 20 and we're rebuilding. I'm rebuilding those relationships. And so there was a point where Eli wanted to live with us, and he came and lived with us for six months, and then he kind of was like, nah, I'm going to go back to Oklahoma. Because he
0: comes from a very, very small town, and we live in the third largest city in the country. So it
1: was a very big culture shock, new high school. I put yeah. him in therapy. I put him in baseball. He's and-
0: coming home with videos him- of pipes. high school students beating each other up and putting <laughs> each other in the hospital every day. He wasn't used to any of this.
1: And so he comes from a very small town that, that he's lived there his entire life, and it was a lot, and so he wanted to be back. Anyways... To get to the spring break trip, he gets to come here, and I—I'll I'll try to use I statements—I get a lot of anxiety not around him coming per se, but around the tension I feel between me and you, Donnie, um, due to the tension of him being there. And, I, and it's not like— He's a teenager, right? And he and he's maybe up to no good with some kids and yeah. bad kids in the neighborhood. And when he was with us, you and I would fight privately um, because you would think he's doing X, Y, Z. And I don't want to think that of my kids. So I'm like, no, he's not. And we would argue. And you I were had, usually right. I
0: had expectations. Yeah.
1: I had expectations. And so sometimes it causes a lot of stress when we're trying to plan and do these visits because...
0: Well, so there's all of that involved. So there's kids in our neighborhood who we know, I mean, we know he was getting high with. He was yeah. smoking dope with them. Um, and
1: coming from our background, like, I understand kids experiment with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. But no. you're sober and I'm sober and I have, you know, seven felony convictions. And so it was just the under... You it, are
0: pretty much a criminal. Yeah, it was. Without question. I'm, you
1: know, what's the, what's the word called when you get better? Like in the legal sense? Still
0: kind of a criminal? No,
1: no, no. Like when you get rehabilitated. That's me. Oh. I'm, I am a rehabilitated criminal. Okay. And so the rule was no drugs in our house, but we don't think this, you know, kid really always honored that, or his friends, maybe. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, we know they didn't. My so. point is,
1: is you had a wonderful idea that for spring break, let's go out of town.
0: Right, <laughs> right. And you already had him flying in, so yeah. my idea was like, hey, um, let's pick him up from the airport, bags in car, and let's just go to San Antonio for a few days. Yeah, Let's go to, you know, you haven't really... Spent a lot of time exploring with me in San Antonio. I was like, let's check it out. My
1: times in San Antonio wasn't even sober. Yeah. So I hadn't really got to explore it sober other than a little bit with Michelle when we first got sober. But yeah. um, I thought it was a wonderful idea because it would keep us out of the monotony of being home And so I was like, cool. We booked the flights, and when he flew in, we we took off to San Antonio. And
0: and it turned out to be a most excellent trip. And so (laughs) I want to kind of deconstruct it and talk about other changes and things like that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. You almost did it, didn't you? I was going to do it for you. (laughs) Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Donnie. And and Heather. This is my co-host, sub-host, Heather, my wife.
1: So what we're talking about is a little bit about the challenges with family and stress and and being busy and
0: priorities and fear. So in the past, when Eli was in town, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where did we lack principles and steps in our life? Um, both of us because we both did yeah just want to make sure that we're on the same page of those both of us we're gonna us. fight today
1: aren't we <laughs> <laughs> those are the most listened to episodes when we fight on the radio by when, the way
0: when you you mean when you're mean to me unjustly
1: <laughs> uh the audience doesn't see it that way uh so let me say this like if i am trying to put this in an honest perspective from my perspective
0: mm-hmm, which is it, broken but go ahead. it's
1: not me because I'm trying to get to know kids who don't remember me, right? Yeah. So there's the natural, regular stress of that. But what really stressed me out is how negative you were privately to the stress of the situation when they were in town.
0: I was nitpicking everything, everything. he did wrong.
1: Everything. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, Louise, like we cannot continue to have these conversations. Just let it go. Nothing's perfect. And so it created a lot of stress for me because yeah. I didn't know how to navigate that with you in a constructive way. Yeah. And I was in so much fear around all of it. And so you had this wonderful idea for us to go out of town. So when he flew in, we picked him up at the airport. We've got an Airbnb uh, in the barrio, well, right un- in but hold on. So, but, San Antonio.
0: But I want to I address it for a minute. So in the past, what we have lacked is patience, mm-hmm. kindness, love, um tolerance because where I was lacking it for him, you were lacking it for me.
1: Yeah, because it, it really felt like I'm having to defend me and him to you. You were
0: defending your baby cub.
1: And and it was like I didn't even I didn't want that energy. Yeah. I wanted you to be on the same page with me and be more like, whatever, let's just be more free <laughs> and like I I just it was more stressful yeah. trying to navigate my relationship with you than it was with getting to know my kiddos again. And so and
0: there, near the end, you became so sensitive to my behavior.
1: I said, "Don't talk about them to me."
0: Oh my God! Literally, at the end, it was awful. Like I literally just started to say something, and you went no. straight to hundred, like done.
1: I just couldn't navigate it that way. And, and so, so,
0: and so, what was going on? Let's talk about it. Three to four days leading up to Monday. Now that you can. Oh, we're fast forwarding to spring break. I want to talk about. So, in the past, we know that we were not using the principles, right? We weren't pausing when agitated. I was not working a third step and letting him be however God intended, right? I wanted to it control the situation. I wanted weird. to fix it. It felt
1: him. like in our home, this other guy was coming into our home and you were super territorial. Yeah. And it was like yeah. you were just frantic to pee on every corner of the house to let him know it was your house. It was like really weird male energy. Yeah, and it we do that. Sucked.
0: Yeah, we do that.
1: This kid's just trying to get to know his mom. And then you'd again. have to
0: clean it up. And and so pee everywhere. There was no pause. <laughs> there was no love and tolerance. There was a lot of that missing. Not. Mm-hmm. I did it partially also because I love him and I want what's best for him. But what I didn't realize is that how, when, and if he changes isn't my business. It's really between you and God and him. our lessons, because yeah. when
1: I was frantic, like, oh, I'm going to swoop in and be like super mom and now, and I put him in therapy and put him in baseball and put him in tutoring and doubled yeah. up his credits at school, and I'm going to get him to graduate. This, oh, we you know, pushed
0: him hard. And,
1: and it all backfired because he was not part of that plan. <laughs> he wasn't right. a willing participant of that plan. And, and, he's so, a, and
0: he's a skater, and what I mean by that, is every time you think he's going to fail somehow right at the end he skates by that's just kind he just, of yeah, his pulls personality it through, yeah. yeah yeah
1: and and any typical and teenager and we wanted him to
0: be like an overachieving you know star
1: baseball player get a scholarship and it was like yeah, my go our from, ex-
0: go, to, go from 10 to 100 our now our
1: expectation here's one thing I, I realized i had really horrible expectations and i remember talking to somebody maybe it was his therapist but it was like i wanted him to he wanted to get a job
0: yeah.
1: He was 16, and I didn't want him to get a job unless he had A's and B's. Yeah. And I think it was the therapist that said, but what if he's a C student? Correct. And I was like, what? No. What if
0: him's just doing the best him can? <laughs>
1: but but it was like, what if he's just, and that didn't occur to me.
0: Right. That
1: that was him trying really hard, you know, and I was like, man, I have unrealistic expectations and I'm pushing way too hard. I got to figure out how to back off and not back off too much that he has too much free reign and destroys his life. I love
0: these realizations. Keep going. Just keep the realizations coming out about the rest of your defects. We've got probably about 30 more minutes. So
1: anyways, we went to San Antonio.
0: Okay, but hold on. No, 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 no. Come on now. So that was the past. Yeah. And so we were both a little bit on edge with him coming, like am I going to behave? Are you going to behave? Now let's talk about your behavior leading up to Monday when he's coming because it seemed like you were a bit anxious because you didn't know how I was going to act.
1: Yeah, because that's that's like the the fear. My fear—I don't know if our listeners understand. If you have like a teenager, and one parent is harder on the other, or you have like a family member, and you don't want to go to the family reunion because one family member always triggers another family member, and or you triggers you, or like mm-hmm. there was all this like ideas of walking on eggshells, hoping that it's a good, pleasant visit, and we all get along and have fun. But with a teenager that hates everything, and a husband that.
0: Is nitpicky it's about everything. Nitpicky
1: about everything. I don't know how to make everybody happy and get along and have a good time. Okay. So I was super stressed lead, leading up to this trip.
0: I'm glad you're finally admitting it because I addressed you glad? it over the weekend. Because here was our behavior for like three days leading up to, and until I finally, I think I said something like, "Hey, like, I think I know what's going on here because it didn't make sense." Because you and I have been getting along eerily well, like mm-hmm. almost in a Weird. When's the other shoe gonna drop? Sort of way for months. Yeah, we may have a few words back and forth, but it's really there nothing. Yeah, we
1: don't fight, fight.
0: We really don't, and it's been going for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. So we were do.
0: But starting <laughs> <laughs> so stupid.
1: Starting no, Friday. You you kept saying things to me.
0: <clears throat> like.
1: Like, how I should calm down and, like, what time of the month is it? Like, real helpful stuff, Donnie. Listen,
0: Don advised me, (laughs) (laughs) Don out in Katie advised me that sometimes I should let you know that it's possible you're overreacting, (laughs) that women love that.
1: Uh Uh-huh, we do, sure. No, it... No, you were really annoying me uh, leading up to the trip.
0: So, hold on a minute. You were annoyed... It had nothing to do with me. So I was out of town until Saturday morning.
1: That part was great. Once you came back.
0: <laughs> and I want i want us to really, like, talk through this because, you know, you and I have all the right words to say on the radio, but let's just, let's a drop a, a, the fourth wall for a minute. There's let's a let fourth people in, wall? Let's let people in on our life for a minute. Yeah. So I went to the Hill Country. Um, you went
1: camping with men.
0: For two and a half days with some dudes from church, and we went and, and rested, relaxed, and just had some fun. And I got home Saturday morning around noon, mm-hmm. right, or Saturday afternoon. And we kind of chilled out. And we
1: had a wedding to and, change and go and we, to.
0: And so that's where it started,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, is I remember you in the restroom or you were in the bathroom, and I'm walking away, and I was like, hey, where is this place we're going? Because I wanted to map it, see how long it was going to take to get there. And you were just yelling out. <laughs> like, I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? And you so were it in just, the
1: other room. That's why I yelled at you so but, you could hear me. FYI. It
0: was the tone of voice. Yeah, you were were already annoying me. (laughs) I was just there. This is essentially like new beard who I was just there. And I'm
1: just saying like, yes, things were uh, antsy leading up to the trip.
0: Okay. And so what happened is that we sort of go back and forth is that you'll be sharp, I don't like it, I react, and it's And like I don't this. know if people
1: if this like transpires on the radio well. And for people who don't know Translates? That's word, yes.
0: Transpires uh, would be the incorrect word.
1: So I don't know if this is clear or not on the radios. <laughs> but uh, Donnie and I are both very dominant alpha personalities. And
0: and is that clear, Will? Is, that pretty, is it pretty? obvious that, that we are dominant? He
1: says yes. Um, and so like when people meet me alone, like at the detox or whatever, they don't they don't comprehend a stronger personality than me. And I'm like, wait till you meet my husband. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and people don't know you. You're like, wait till you meet Heather. You know, and she's a firecracker. But so it's crazy that we don't fight. Yeah. As much as we probably should be, I, I gave people. up.
0: I just pretty much <laughs> gave up on life a year or so ago I was just like you know what I can't do this anymore
1: I'm just saying like There's a lot of energy Just being us together
0: Alright so we are going to keep breaking this down A little bit You wanted to know what we were doing when we were walking in the door Here it is Heather So don't go anywhere We're going to deconstruct our emotions that, word, when back. that was what I was be looking right for Be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, Your host, Heather and Donnie Mosier in studio today talking about really just kind of like talking about our lives and the downfalls that we kind of go through when we're not practicing the principles. There's many times that we are and there's many times that we are not. Yeah,
1: and I think that the reason we're even making this like a show today is because it it's easy to come on and like, oh, here's our topic and here's what we've learned and mm-hmm. here's what we've practiced. And,
0: and like Facebook, here's the highlight reels right. of our life. And
1: I, and I think that it's sometimes better to get more real about things that we currently go through or struggle with and how we navigate it. Because the, the hope is that this applies to listeners and that you can take a look and see similar patterns or fears or tools that you need in your own life um not because I just like talking about losing my children or being annoyed with my husband on the radio like like the hope is that this will help somebody
0: and so saturday i evidently was breathing and it was annoying you were annoying. breathing
1: very wrongly
0: <laughs> and so i'm like hey where are we going cuz i'm wanting to map it you would said it's it's like 40 45 minutes away and i knew in my mind it wasn't i had an idea where we were going i was like no let me map it i think you were annoyed that i was asking at all Because I had preemptively mapped it
1: and the night before and texted it to you. Right. You didn't pay attention to that.
0: There we go. So (laughs) that was the attitude I got when I asked about it. And it wasn't that we were yelling across the house because we were in different rooms. It was there's a sharpness of your tongue that's very apparent when you are annoyed. Mm. And so what that escalated to in a matter of minutes was me yelling, like, F it, I'm not going, yelling at you in your face, you yelling at me. Like, it was crazy, and it didn't make sense.
1: Yeah. But I, at the core of it, it was because we were individually, for whatever reason, already spiritually off and not practicing our spiritual disciplines that day.
0: Otherwise, I, I wanna we be, wouldn't
1: have come at each other in those ways.
0: I often, often am at fault. Often am at fault. I was a victim that day. No, So one for me, 200 for you. Look, I'm not saying that this is a slant, right? It's typically I'm the one that's off. I'm the one that's more emotional. You hold your emotions very well. But Saturday, I was in a great spot. I'd come back from camp with a bunch of dudes. We were staying in a real bougie house in Fredericksburg. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um and and but you were on the edge and i could tell and it wasn't till sunday that i went wait a minute but what i'm what i'm talking about is how quickly it escalated from zero to a hundred screaming at each other and i'm not going to go and forget it and it took a while to de-escalate it took a like probably most of the car ride to kind of calm down de-escalate um and go okay wait a minute what you know what's important, what's going on. Because then
1: you were like accusing me of needing to talk about emotions about my son coming and all of that. Is
0: is that really an accusation? Yeah, it was
1: so annoying because I was like, (laughs) bro, I'm just stressed about work or whatever, you know. Uh, I didn't have any self-awareness those two days to see why I was feeling and acting the way that I was.
0: And I believe the I believe that you probably thought it was work because when you're stressed about things, you put a lot of emphasis in work, like most of us do, mm-hmm. right? Then become work, the work becomes so paramountly important and it's like...
1: But now. I'm generally pretty good at like turning work off and home life on. And, and you
0: weren't. And so it was really about your son. It was and deflection it was me.
1: And, and just it was all ramping up inside. And um, I don't deal with emotions very well. Uh, or I, what I mean is I don't recognize them very well, you know. Like when and you. Well, never, they're so
0: foreign to you. It is. It's feelings, emotions, a soul.
1: Yeah, and so I'm like, what is this? This feels icky. It yeah. must be Donnie's fault. Screw right. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right, and that's the way it felt pretty much all weekend.
1: And so Monday comes, and yeah. I I was out of the house working all day. He wasn't flying in until that evening, and you were at home working. Yeah. And uh, so I go swing home, get you, go to the airport, pick up the kiddo. And we go to San Antonio. But
0: how was it on the way? Were we chill on the way to the airport? I don't remember.
1: Yeah. I think that we were. I think
0: I was on eggshells at that point. You and I, I, was you and I both were kind that.
1: of. But here's what's cool. He gets in the car and he just starts talking to us. And yeah. before, he didn't talk to us a whole lot. He was he kind of quiet on his phone. He did not many
0: words at all.
1: And so I remember, uh, you know, we commented that the traffic was low because it was Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, the spring break traffic was, you know, missed. Um, And then we, like, belted out singing Alice in Chains songs, you know, for, like, an hour. Probably probably, driving him crazy. Yeah, killed him. But I'm saying that we had—we don't have to go through all these details, but we had a wonderful, wonderful time. Not only did he talk to us and interact with us, we watched a movie, we went and did an escape room, we took him down to Riverwalk and showed him the Alamo. He had no clue what the Alamo was.
0: Literally, which shocked me. No, it's Um, Oklahoma. If you're know. listening to this show and you know any um, school district officials in Oklahoma, <laughs> I mean, I would think that would be part of U.S. history. Maybe not. Maybe it was, maybe they only learned Oklahoma history, and I learned about the Alamo because I'm from Texas, and we learned about tech. but... He literally had no idea what the Alamo is, and that shocked me, but...
1: But in but in, my experience in Oklahoma high school is that it's very easy to absorb and regurgitate and move on, like yeah. get, get the past credit or whatever, but you don't actually absorb it and, like, remember it.
0: But he was interested. He
1: was very interested, and we took him to the restaurant called Dick's Last Resort, where they put the offensive hats on everybody. And he, they're mean, he, which he we love. He loved it. Yeah, he had he a good time. He loved it. And... Um,
0: So what was different? So okay, so we'll just say like we had a great trip. I
1: was the same. (laughs) God, (laughs) you were complete. Here's where I want to give you credit. This is you know because I have a hard time. I have a hard time validating you or like saying out loud the things that I noticed. Yeah. But I've, after this weekend, we had a wonderful time. We took him on a ghost tour with Sisters Grimm and visited the oh, they Menger House. Oh, they were fantastic. We just had a wonderful... Fantastic. He, uh, this 17-year-old kid who normally hates everything, had, had a, a wonderful, wonderful time with us. <laughs> and
0: I almost teared up. I mean, I almost teared up yesterday when I went and I gave him a hug. And I was like, you ready to go? He's like, no.
1: He wanted to stay He longer. had a
0: blast. Like, yeah. he was... I never thought that would happen.
1: And so I think there's a lot of things at play. Uh, I think you had a wonderful idea to get out of town yeah. and to do things. And and I think he's a little older now. And he has he's seventeen and drives and he has his freedom and I think he's interacting with us better than mm-hmm. a fourteen or fifteen year old would. Yeah. Um and and we did things that were interesting to a, a kid like a horror-themed escape room and a ghost tour in a cemetery and stuff, you know? Yeah. But it was like, you were different. I saw you attempt to interact with him and talk to him and talk to him about his friends or what girl he's dating or yada, yada. Like, I just really noticed an effort from you towards being him, um, and that was really cool to see. And it, it just helped feel like a family. It felt like we were all part of something.
0: And so I think, I think the journey for the both of us, because things ha- in in your life, in my life, in our life, have been different. I don't know. What do you think? The last six months, seven months. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like things are pretty calm. We just get a lot. Like our marriage has been blissful. I'm going to use that word, blissful, for months. Yeah. Like, we don't even really have cross words. We do it every now and then, but it's really rare. And I think the only time we do is when we are not practicing the principle that God's in charge.
1: I think that's true, but I think there's another reason sometimes. And because you and I are so busy, we're actually not physically together a whole lot but, I thought that
0: was the reason for the longevity of our marriage so far, <laughs>
1: right? Like what I'm saying is, is you and I do some twelve step stuff meetings, whatever, together. But you and like I, like one, you and I do a lot of separate twelve. So I go to things, I do things, yeah. I sponsor, you sponsor. You go to certain meetings, I don't go to. Like you have church commitments that I don't have. I have church commitments that you don't have. Yeah. Um, and. We're not together a whole lot, <laughs> which, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So it's like Sundays is our day to spend time together.
0: I was going to say that and we like, hold
1: that boundary hard.
0: Yeah. We so stick that to that it's typically at least the later half of Saturday, unless there's mm-hmm. just really something going down. And then we I'll get Sunday. Sunday. And what I found a long time ago is that. You and I could force that so we could just not take on commitments and not and just be home together all the time but I don't
1: think you and I spiritually grow and benefit if we don't do those things.
0: For me what I found is that when I limit my downtime which legit late Saturday afternoon and Sunday is my only downtime, no commitments, no outside things because I limit it to that, I'm I'm grateful those days. Like I have gratitude for the time I get the second half of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I get the gratitude for hanging out with you, gratitude for, like, the chill.
1: But I think that, so there's, like, a catch-22 here of, like, some hypocrisy that I just got to call out. Like, there's there's plenty of tips. more
0: self. Um, there's plenty
1: of tips that you and I have because you'll want to put something on a calendar, and I'm like, oh, it's got to be two or three weeks out. I'll show you my calendar. And you're, oh, like, and you're yeah. like, your calendar's so stupid, and you get mad yeah. that I cannot be spontaneous when, really, you have way more commitments than I do. Mine are right. just reoccurring in lockdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and so it's like, I'm not more busy and you're less busy, or vice versa. We're both very busy. Some of it's together. Some of it's not.
0: I really just get mad when you don't have an opening on your calendar when I want
1: you I to. I know. That's oh. the hypocrisy I'm trying to get down to. Oh. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, all right. So don't go anywhere. We will be back here in just a minute. And... And probably, I don't even know what segment we're on Bell,
1: but That last one is next
0: Okay, so we'll shut it down with some positivity About how we do this woo woo. Be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio
1: Welcome back you're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with hosts Heather and Donnie Mosher. And don't want to forget, if you are a loved one, would like any information about or that. Or an
0: unloved one. I want to always say that. Or an unloved one. Because sometimes we're not lovable in the end. <laughs>
1: you can give Matthew's Hope Detox and Re- Recovery Program a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Or visit our website, dot mhdrp.org.
0: So... You and I have had our ups and downs. We're type A's. We are, you know, you know, I mean, all of our friends are like shaking their head laughing right now. Like, yeah, these two idiots. But
1: Because I think that it's a lot for people that are more chill. It's a lot for them to hang out with us when we're together.
0: Oh, I think it's rough for people to <laughs> hang out with us. I don't disagree a bit. But I, I, I think what's been changing for us. So last year. Uh, I think it was August. We couldn't get through a conversation without an argument. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was right. Wait, rough. but that was last August? Yeah.
1: I remember the birthday thing, your birthday midlife crisis.
0: That was like February. That was like a year ago. Can you get over that? I mean, <laughs> just let it go, Heather.
1: <laughs> you punched a hole through my kitchen wall, my bathroom wall. What?
0: I don't know that we were going to say that on the radio, but...
1: Listen, I want us to be real.
0: <clears throat> well, I, okay, then I punched three holes in our bathroom wall. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Robert, for patching that, by the way. Yeah, great. Robert came through and
0: helped me on that one. Um, but,
1: but I'm saying that when we're spiritually off, we always think the other's the issue.
0: And so that was what we were talking about the way here because we sort of got into it today. We got into it today before we came here.
1: Because what because we're both so busy when something came across my plate earlier that I needed you to deal with because it's your business. I was like, let me just text it to him and he can deal with it later. I I'm got to move on to my next task. What I didn't realize or what I wasn't aware of is that while you're super busy working, I'm sending you a bunch of texts that are distracting when I when I really should wait until after you're done working to send those to you.
0: And so what it what it feels like in my mind is oh my god like I don't sit down you you're constantly telling me I'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm like I don't sit down and she just keeps hammering more on me and I can't do this and I mean to be fair to you I'm I am a little bit like this new position I'm in at work is it's tough I'm learning it I'm trying to get my arms around it and in the beginning when you're building a new group and you're building it, it's just hard it's just the nature of it so I'm probably sensitive to things as well. Yeah. Um, And like we said when we started this, you are good. You're the queen of chill. Yeah. And I'm not.
1: I remember even a year ago when you punched the hole in the bathroom. We're going to keep
0: talking about that? listen,
1: because this is a good point about my calmness. Yeah. Like, I remember when we went to bed that night, you were like upset with me because I wasn't more upset with you. And I wasn't like, upset. You were like, why aren't you mad at me? I
0: was surprised because I felt a lot of guilt and shame. Like, I had not ever done him. that in sobriety and I couldn't believe I did. No, it. no,
1: no. But what I said to you was, you're going through something and I'm going to let you go through it. Yeah. It wouldn't do any good for me to lay into you about it. Like, look at the wall, look what you <laughs> well, did. Well, that's not
0: exactly what you said. What you said oh, now you're mad at me because I'm not I mad. I said, now
1: you're <laughs> mad at me for not being mad. I said, if you're going through something, has yeah. nothing to do with me. I'm going to let you go through it. I'm going to be yeah. patient. I'm going to yeah. wait till we get on the other side of this. Yeah. We'll talk about it when you're calm. And so, for from, from me, and maybe this is like a, a disassociation gift I have or a trauma response. But do you from, remember
0: the time when I got mad at you? Because you were like, we were fighting, but you were really calm. And I <laughs> yelled at you, like, you stay calm just to make me madder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think that it's like a disassociation skill set that I have due to when I was on heroin, I was around really bad people. Yeah. You cannot show weakness yeah and so when scary things or high energy things are happening my job is to like shut down and be invisible yeah to let that you know and so i think some of that ptsd from my drug years carries in but at the same time like like a tool like a tool because when i actually do yell at you and like lose my cool on you which is extremely rare
0: it's pretty hot
1: Um, it's, but it's because I feel safe enough to be that vulnerable with you. I don't do that in front of anybody.
0: You do it a lot more like (laughs) now than you ever did. It's, so you must feel really, really comfortable 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 with you. Yeah. Because it. It happens, you know, <laughs> way more. Well,
1: I'm generally the calm person, and you're generally the emotions on your sleeve.
0: I'm high-strung, uh-huh. and you're high-strung, but I'm uh, I'm an emotional guy, and you're just not I'm an not. emotional gal.
1: I'm, I'm logic. Like, ABC has happened. Here's the solution. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, I noticed recently that I cry a fair amount. Let's not talk
1: is, about that on the radio, is please. Which um,
0: weird. Okay, so in August, which was however many months ago. Six or so. We couldn't get through a conversation without arguing, and then in September, I started helping one of our pastors at church with a class. I started teaching that. I was in small group. Um, we're doing our AA commitment commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing all of these things, but something began to change, and I don't know if it was just me or if it was both of us that began to change. But something began to change where I noticed. I noticed it in me.
1: I was gonna say it was mostly you. I hate you.
0: <laughs> I hate you. I'm gonna change wives. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
1: Good uh, luck.
0: I <laughs> I noticed it this week a lot that I was different around Eli. Yeah. And it wasn't Eli. And it wasn't no. but it wasn't me either because I'm not responsible for that.
1: What I'm saying is we've done multiple topics and shows about emotional sobriety, which is also called spiritual maturity and what i have noticed from you especially in the last year or two mm-hmm. is a lot of emotional maturity growth
0: and the same for you i mean I, and i think that's the key I, that that's probably what we're getting to here
1: people that are emotionally immature fight a lot people who are not in control of their emotional nature are spiritual infants yeah. and that's true across the board doesn't matter what religion you have yeah. if if you are not if your emotions control you and dominate you, you're spiritually off. I'm spiritually off when that is happening. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's me. <laughs> right?
0: Wait. <laughs> I'm going to ask Will to isolate that. <laughs> Will's not
1: here. I just need we to hear us. you
0: over and over say it's it's not your fault. It's me. But sometimes
1: me. it's freaking you too, okay? <clears throat> just say that. But no, what I'm saying is is, and it talks about this in our literature when it's describing someone who is spiritually sick. Yeah, Um, that you're not in control of your emotional nature. In other words, your emotions dominate you. Um, And that can be any sort of emotion, whether it's anger and road rage or self-pity or violence or judging others or whatever. If you're dominated by emotions, then there's a spiritual deficit going on. And so the more that I grow spiritually through the 12-step program, through my religion of choice and what I believe in my faith— the closer I seem to get to God, the calmer God seems to allow me to be.
0: And that's that. the seeking. What does that look like? How is it that we went from kind of like arguing for a month, you know, it ramped up to that, to six months later, we've had a few like little blahs, but really no arguing at all. It's been blissful. Your son came and visited, and we were both actually sorry to see him go, like it wasn't it was a great visit. It was a great visit
1: mm-hmm.
0: What seeking changed that because I think it's it's on both of our parts,
1: yeah, I mean. There's not—I hate it when you ask that question, what does seeking look like? Because it's so different for everybody. Because so internal, many people
0: don't get it. It's an
1: internal motive. Someone can literally say, oh, I'm seeking God, and sit down and read their Bible every morning, but they're actually not seeking God, and it's an absolute Remember empty. the video
0: we were watching before bed last night? It's that. Yeah. It's that. Do I have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. or I just do I just know about Him?
1: Right, and I'm saying, like, I've spent some— disciplined time the last six years. It was also in your conversation
0: with her last night, kind of that same thing, Mm -hmm. is do I know about this or do I know the person? How many people in your life that you know, maybe their spouse, you know how many kids, maybe even their names, but that's it, right? So I know about that person, but I don't know that person. It's the same with God.
1: And I think that because I know God and I have a relationship with God, that. The power of God that's in me gives me a different ability to show up in life differently. But if I get back in self-reliance or self-will and get away from that power of God, that I call it, um, then I act a fool.
0: And it seems like the more we try to get to know the Word or God through our actions, through what we're doing, it just seems like everything sort of smooths out, Mm -hmm. right? I have not had an issue for quite a while with dietary stuff, and I don't have other— like these defects of character has sort of just kind of mellowed out. I
1: think the moral of what we're saying is, like, life is hard, right?
0: Two steps forward, one step back. (laughs)
1: Just keep thinking and doing. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for listening today. Check us out next week. And don't forget, hashtag God God though. though.